Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a Bravo podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 97. Surprise, it's dropping early because we only had Vanderpump Rules to recap this week. I have a really great guest, Kara Berry, from the podcast Everyone's Business But Mine. She is delightful and picks up on so much of the nuance of what was going on in the uh, third reunion episode that we just watched. Even though there are no new shows next week, I'm still going to put out an episode, and I also have an exciting bonus episode coming out with Jamie Stein, a housewives empath. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you know as soon as it comes out. I always forget to say this, but if you do like the podcast, go to iTunes and give it a five-star rating, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast. I love hearing from you. I do check my DMs. All right, hope you guys enjoy this week's show. Hi, everyone. I am here with Kara Berry from the podcast Everyone's Business But Mine. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm all right. This lovely Wednesday morning post Vanderpump Rules uh, Reunion 3. My my weeks are really defined by like what's on TV because every day I wake up and I think it's Saturday, but then I'm like, oh, okay, Vanderpump's on, so it is Tuesday. So <laughs> this is this is good. And, and with you know, with, uh, Beverly Hills and New York on hiatus for a few weeks, like how will we know what day it is? <laughs> There's no point. There's literally no point. I just I don't know. <laughs> um, so your podcast covers a lot of reality shows, not just Bravo, and general pop culture, right? Yes, correct. Awesome. What, like, when did you start it? And I just discovered this. I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, I started it, well, I used to have a Kardashian podcast, and that Mm -hmm. ended last summer. So I started this podcast over, uh, I guess, like, towards the end of October. It's been, it feels like forever, and also, like, two weeks ago. It takes a while for people to find podcasts, you know? Yeah, I feel like yeah, I always sure. find them like six months or more after they start. How yeah, do you feel uh, like yeah. covering the Kardashians is different mm-hmm. from Bravo? For sure, definitely. I mean, it's definitely like a different vibe because, uh, you know, you hear about these stories that happen with the Kardashians before they actually are addressed on the show. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I think with a, a lot of Bravo stars, you can kind of like keep those storylines hidden a bit. So it, it's nice to talk about like fresh stories and not things that were like major news headlines, like Chloe getting cheated on and then having to talk about it six months later. So it, it's a totally different vibe and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Do you have like, what's your favorite reality show outside of Bravo? Oh, 
That is a great question. I'm probably 90 Day Fiance. But I mean, if I have to be like more specific, because there are like eight different versions of the show, (laughs) (laughs) it would probably be um, 90 Day the Other Way, which is currently on. Is that where they go to the other country? Yes. Oh, okay. I need to get into this. It's just, I feel like there's not enough hours in the day, but people are always bringing it up to me, especially if it's a country that I used to live in. Yeah. Where did you live? um, I lived in South Africa. um, Oh, well, yeah. Just for like my year abroad. And then I lived in Bangladesh, but I I don't think they would do it with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, they've been to India, but not, not Bangladesh. But they did have one girl who went to South Africa and she quickly left. I mean, she's very stupid for a lot of reasons, but it's worth a watch. And they do have a, a South African guy who came to America and he's like, just like the light of my life. His name is Sinjin and his wife is a monster, an oh. American monster. <laughs> so <laughs> my heart. so it's, it's a real treat, a real, real treat. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there has been a lot of treats this week in the Bravo universe. Um, yes. My favorite being watching the sort of unraveling of Jax Taylor in the public Ooh. eye. <laughs> I mean, it's, is it a surprise? No, but I, I'm I'm also shocked that he's like elevated himself to a more horrific level. It's pretty bad. So I didn't have a chance to listen to Lance Bass's podcast this week. Did you? I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I did. I was privy to some clips that I think were just like relevant to what he spoke about with Jackson. Um and the situation with Stassi and Kristen. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was very interesting. They were being, I thought, you know, I have my feelings about Lance. I feel like he's, you know, like the kind of celebrity that'll show up to like an envelope and opening. And like, you know, he's kind of like a, a bit of a fame whore, but I thought he had very thoughtful responses to um, Jax and to Kristen and Stassi especially with his co-host they were like really good about outlining like why it was so bad that Kristen and Stassi called the police on Faith and you know how problematic Jax was and did you hear what he said about the noses oh yeah so I'm I'm Jewish (laughs) (laughs) well I'm black so this is very relevant to both of us (laughs) that was my first thought when I saw the comment that he wrote about that person's nose being large, I was like, oh, I bet he says this about us. Yeah. And it turns out he does. <laughs> I was shocked that his defense was, well, Jewish people have big noses too. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. What? How is that a def- What? I mean, why would that enter your mind as like a, a normal it- uh, like thing to say? Oh, my God. It's just, there's no excuse with like where he lives and how many resources he has to not educate himself. Mm -hmm. You know, I had an experience, oh my God, it must have been like six years ago where me and some friends who were in London for work, I made them go to Liverpool because I wanted to go on a Beatles tour. Mm -hmm. And we went on this uh, like tour and the host the guy who was doing the tour was talking about the Beatles manager Brian Epstein and how he was really good with money because he was Jewish and um the other my coworkers were like laughing hysterically and looking at me and I couldn't stop laughing and like he just looked at us like what and they're like well she's Jewish and he's like well it's nothing to be ashamed of that your people are good with money it's like how the Chinese are good at math (laughs) so he like doubled down and we just like didn't know how to react to this man who had clearly been living in Liverpool his entire life and had not had much exposure exposure to people of like any different background now Jax lives in LA he is 40 he has a lot of money and a lot of resources, and he chooses not to educate himself. True. I mean, on top of that, like, where is he from? Like, he's from also from Michigan. Mm-hmm. He lived in, like, Miami for years. And then living in L.A., like, there's truly no excuse. What did Lance say about Andy? Did you hear that at all? Um, I don't think he said much about Andy. I heard that somebody 
well, he basically, I think he basically said that this was like kind of on Andy, like it's yeah. sort of his responsibility and that somebody reached out to him on Twitter to Lance and they were like, well, you know, how can you call out Andy, but then you also officiated Jackson Brittany's wedding. And he was like, you know, I actually really regret that. Um, you know, it was like, if basically like if I could turn back time, I would have never done it. Well, his husband said that Jackson Lisa begged him. Mm, yeah. On Twitter. So, yeah, apparently they said he threw Andy under the bus. But, of course, as a friend of Lisa Vanderpump, you can never call her out on anything. So. She's like Teflon Don, that Lisa Vanderpump. It, I mean, it's shocking to me. Like, I mean, I can't say that her her statement, and I'm not going to call it an apology, her statement about the whole situation was not surprising. It completely took all of the onus off of her. I, wow. I mean, it's amazing to me that she is continuing to like not have to take responsibility for this, but I'm, I'm really curious as to like what's happening behind the scenes with production. I wonder if they're really going to work on keeping the show. And if they do, I feel like they have to, Lisa has to say something else. She is so frustrating to me because while I found like I found her to be a good housewife, I haven't really liked her on Vanderpump Rules the last few seasons. It has outgrown her. They have mm-hmm. become stars in their own right, and she doesn't like it. Totally. She, <laughs> it, and it doesn't like fit for her to be the like sort of mentor of these people who are millionaires, just like she is. And like, you know, they don't work for her anymore. And yeah, it just doesn't really make sense. And like, since she's been off of Beverly Hills, like trying to integrate herself more into the show, it just like watching her in Vegas do that like zip lining thing just like made me cringe so much. Just like, I don't like her playing around with the kids, you know? I'm over it. (laughs) I've said this like so many too. times, but I want them to reboot Vanderpump Rules at mm-hmm. Tom Yeah, Have the Toms, Katie, Ariana, maybe even have Katie and Ariana executive produce. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get some female producers in there. And, um, you know, have like James, Raquel, Sheena, some of the new folks. And then let's showcase the people who actually work there who are black and LGBTQ. Like... I- yeah. <laughs> Why is that so difficult? I'm sure they're just <laughs> as messy and they have to be more interesting than Brett and Max. Uh, 100%. And yeah, I would love to see like the Toms take over. Um, you know, if we we have to see like, you know, Ken shuffle around in the background, that's fine. But like outside of that, they don't need to be on the show. She can executive produce it and, you know, make whatever percentage she does off of, you know, the the selling her business you know having her business be on the show and whatever but yeah i i would love a tom tom i would really want james and raquel to be there i want um yeah definitely ariana i think katie has gotten a lot of points on from with me over the past season um i yeah i i think you're spot on completely correct I've always been a little bit of a Katie apologist. I feel like she just yeah. <laughs> gets a bad rep. And I don't think she pops on screen the way the others do. Mm-hmm. And I think she's looped in with Stasi too much when, yeah. like, she's her own person and she doesn't engage in the same behavior. Yeah. And you can even see, like, when she is on, like, the after shows and Stassi and Lala, let's say, will be mean about people. She, You can see that she's visibly uncomfortable, but she, like, doesn't want to go against the Queen Stassi or whatever. And I think she's probably one of those people where, like, if you get her away from Stassi and if you get her away from the mean girl, she's probably really chill and down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would really like to see that. And I, I felt bad for her because even though Tom Schwartz was not a cast member the first season, it's like, he really got this sort of like, Oh, I'm yeah. just like a naughty little innocent boy. I know. And she was like a total monster and it made sense why she was a monster, but she wasn't really getting to tell her story as to why. 
Exactly. So you just saw her like flailing and screaming and rage texting and you know, Tom's acting like, oh, Bubba, like, what are you doing? And it's really, it's really unfair. I will give you that. Okay, I'm, I'm turning around on Katie. She's also <laughs> had a traumatic brain injury, which can change your personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't know. She seems to have her head screwed on straight compared to some of these other folks. Yeah. Um, so also in the, you know, downfall of Jax Taylor, Randall no longer follows him on Instagram. Love that. Um, I think we found out why. We'll get into that. Um, Stassi is due the first week of January. That came out yesterday. So I did the math. So she announced when she was like 11 or 12 weeks pregnant, maybe. So I thought she was much earlier. Yeah, I think that's what everybody thought, especially when... It, you know, it, clips were coming out and people were saying like, oh, I listened to her podcast and she was talking about how she and Bo were drinking so heavily in May and like doing shrooms and stuff. And so I think people thought that like maybe she was only a couple weeks along. Um, but then like once you think about it, it's like, OK, well, maybe she was like six weeks when she found out, which is perfectly normal. Oh, yeah. People don't be. know right away. Yeah. So, I mean, once once we heard that, I was like, okay, I, I did the math too. I was like, okay, well, that makes more sense. Well, like, maybe she was drinking and like, just totally didn't know. I think this will be really good for her. I really, I really do. I believe that she is so. a better person. <laughs> I want to right. believe <laughs> that she is guilty of ignorance more mm-hmm. than she is actually a like vindictive bitch. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think, like, it's also fair to say, like, Kristen probably would have called the cops on any woman that she felt had been, like, done her friend dirty. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she also didn't take the implications of, like, the fact that Faith was Black into account. Just, like, how, you know, like, when Billy felt left out of Girls' Night, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think it was intended to be malicious, but they also weren't considering the fact that, like, how she as a trans woman would feel left out of that and they do seem to be more upset by the label being racist or being transphobic than they are about the person who felt they were (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly okay yeah I, I like full disclosure, I was a big Stasi fan, not in terms of I thought she was a good person. I just thought she was really interesting on TV you know, mm-hmm. and um, actually, I thought she was such a bitch that I named my dog Stasi, who is also <laughs> a little white bitch and who was a terror as a puppy. Like, um, she's lovely now. So I'd like to think that Stasi can, res- you know, achieve the level of self-actualization as my dog has. <laughs> Well, fingers crossed, you know, one can only hope. I mean, the jury's still out. So in before we get into the recap, wanted to get your thoughts on Ava leaving Atlanta. I feel my immediate thought was like when Heather Dubrow left Orange County and I, the immediate dissatisfaction of like, she's been talking about that damn house. And as soon as the house is finished, yes. we don't get to see it. And, oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and so we've. I've been waiting for Eva. Like I have been waiting for her to not be pregnant, mm-hmm. so she can like fully bring it, fully be present, fully be. You know, I'm fine with one pregnancy on a on a housewife, but two in a row is it's too much for me. Like I just wanted to see her go hard. I've seen, you know, we've seen Eva be like Eva the diva on Top Model and. Mm-hmm. We've seen, I've seen clips of her like going in on like Nini and other housewives um, off screen and in her own like internet presence. So I've been waiting for this and I was like, oh, I was thinking her third season was going to be the one where like the bitch flower bloomed and we could really see her (laughs) like go in on people. And now I just feel like it was all that build up for nothing. I feel the same way that scene with her and Marlo screaming at each other in the van in Japan was incredible. I had to rewatch it like five times and I still don't think I caught all of the shade that they were throwing each other's way. 
it was so good and it was just like such a, a thorough takedown of marlo who like i love but to see her like be openly embarrassed by how much eva was going in on her it was just like oh just incredible incredible and i wish we could have seen a lot more of that you know do you think marlo's gonna finally get a peach <sighs> i i don't know i wonder if like it's kind of like She's getting taken, I mean, I heard that Andy said, like, she's getting taken care of, like, don't worry about Marlo financially. So I wonder, like, if it's maybe just easier for her to, like, make a good amount of money, but also not really have to, like, give all of herself. And she can just pop in and be funny and shady and instigate the drama, but really doesn't have to take a whole lot of accountability for it. I mean, I would probably do the same thing. Oh, I would never be on a show like this, but... um. (laughs) But Marlo, I don't know. I heard a rumor that she's like, (laughs) this is so bad, like uninsurable for production. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but why would a housewife be that different than a friend of? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, maybe because of her uh, criminal past. Yeah, no, she had a lot of like arrest (laughs) records and stuff. And yeah. Also, if they're going to look back at previous behavior that's not okay, um, she's definitely used like the F word to describe gay yes. men, mm-hmm. which if we're going to, you know, implement a, you know, better, more enlightened Bravo, then that probably does not, that's probably not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That I'm very curious to see like how Bravo moves forward from a situation like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I understand people saying like they Marlo deserves a peach. She absolutely does. Mm-hmm. But I also think that she plays her role very well, and I think she's like the best friend of that we've seen on any Housewives franchise. I, oh, by far. She has contributed. She's given us so many moments. So many. So many. Okay. Should we get into recapping the third reunion of Vanderpump Rules? Please. Let's do it. Okay. So first off, do you think this is the end of the series? Because it felt like it. It really, it really felt like it. The season premiere really felt like a series premiere, which felt like kind of a an interesting foreshadowing if you will um i don't know i i don't know i mean i wouldn't be surprised i i kind of feel like if they fire jacks then they're probably just gonna scrap the whole thing um and like retool it like you said i think that's probably why jacks hasn't been fired yet I they're don't, trying to I'm, figure it I'm out. Very yeah, they're trying to figure things out in the background. We saw Stasi pressuring Bo to get engaged and Ooh. found out that his mic pack looked like a ring box uh, one of the times they went to dinner. And so she thought he was proposing then. <laughs> yes, it, it painted a better, better, better picture as to why she cried that night. Um but it's also like, did you really think he was going to propose to you in the middle of a busy restaurant? Like, I don't know. It seems very odd. <laughs> right. I think she's, yeah. I, I won't go and do it. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> then we go into Danica versus Max, who Danica is reality TV gold. Incredible. Gold. I- I have to say that I hated the scene and it was so telling of all the misogyny that happens within these people. Like I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Could not believe it. Oh, and LVP is one of the worst in terms oh, of misogyny. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, like nothing that Max has done on the show and Brett have been defensible. Right. Everything do is like duplicitous everything that they do is like they talk out of both sides of their mouths and they say these horrific things about women and then when they're called to the carpet they're like oh well I'm just I'm just a good boy and like I the girls just fall in love with me because I'm so nice and and I just can't help it and and they're reading things wrong and like I tried to tell them but they're just so in love with me and it's like 
kill me. It was also funny that LVP said Danica was too black and white. <laughs> right. Like, oh my God. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that she would go in on Danica about how, like, okay, well, first of all, I think Andy asked, like, how she feels about Max and Danica as managers. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, Max fits in so perfectly. He does the job. Like, he's there all the time. He's so great. But that bitch, Dan- I mean, she didn't call her a bitch, but she basically did. That bitch, Danica, needs to soften up. And she really, like, downplays her role. She's like, oh, you know, she's really just, like, on the floor, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's not, like, a real manager. I know. Then you find out that she's just mad at her because Danica made some offhanded comment about how um, she thinks that, like, Brett and and LVP fantasize about each other. And it's like, but (laughs) Brett said that too. It was funny. And Brett said that too. And it's like, if you want to play that game, well, maybe you shouldn't have put your bra in Tom Schwartz's. uh, Exactly. Exactly. She, oh man, she gets, and then Queen Raquel stands up for Danica and says she's a fabulous manager. Feminist icon Raquel Levesque was like, just, yeah, I I love that she stuck up for her and said, like, she's actually the best manager and I love her. And I, when Kristen says she should be, Danica should be grateful for having her job. And it's like, ugh, come on, come on. Danica is no different than season one Vanderpump Rules. Absolutely. And, and, and we should be thanking her for that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when they get back from the break, it was definitely foreshadowing of what was to come with Jackson Brittany. So Bo is annoyed that Jackson Brittany's dogs are barking and tells mm-hmm. them that they should put them in a room with some food and water and close the door. And Stasi's like, you know, we were supposed to find babysitters or people to watch our animals because we're filming this long and Jackson Brittany used the pandemic as an excuse for why their dogs are you know running wild it was very interesting they're so defensive of everything every single thing that they do and part of me feels part of me like as the as the episode went on made me feel for Brittany because I feel like she is so in over her head and I think she's like mimicking Jax because she knows that's how people will get off her back because she sees him do it and it works for him I don't love Brittany and I don't think she's a good person but I also like feel badly for her that she has to sleep with a monster every night even if she chose to yeah um, they definitely seemed like on the brim. You know, she said like two seasons ago, she's like, I'm yeah. on the brim. <laughs> it's like, oh, ooh. <laughs> um, then we get into the Sheena, Brett, and Charlie saga. And, you know, Charlie, you know, walks away from this whole season looking fantastic. <laughs> Just like, I love that she called out that everyone was mean to her, but Sheena. Yeah. Like, and I, say and the I... truth tell the truth and shame the devil and she yeah i i think she's great i think danica's great i would love to see them integrated into either a new season or the new show um i think yeah like when she they were talking about like why out of all the women were you the one who was disinterested in brett she was like well because he was trying to like make this whole thing between sheena and me and like how sheena was going to be jealous and Sheena was the only one who was nice to me, so I wasn't going to even, like, involve myself in that drama, which I loved. I love that, too. And that's when he does the whole, I'm sorry if I misled you, um, <sighs> to make you think something when I actually tried to make it clear. It was like, that's not an apology, and he clearly does not want to actually apologize, despite telling Sheena he was going to apologize at the reunion. He, I mean, he's, like, everything horrible about L.A. guys. Like, he has every single (laughs) horrific stereotype of, like, I'm a nice guy. I have, like, 12 abs. But, like, I'm just so misunderstood. And, like, I'm just so nice. And I always get hurt by women. But then he leaves, like, just a trail of bodies behind him. He takes no accountability for his behavior. And, like, 
I think he does get it, but I think he also thinks that he's like smarter than everybody and that he's like convincing them otherwise. Oh, he's so frustrating. And (sighs) then we get literally, I think it's 45 seconds of touching on Ariana's depression. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we're not going to spend any time talking about any of this. We're just going to move on. (laughs) <laughs> like Ariana, are you okay okay thanks bye <laughs> like, literally so so wild like I, the fact that they don't make more of a storyline out of like ariana and ariana and tom's relationship and that those that their relationship to me is like the aspirational relationship out of all of them i agree they seem to truly respect each other and she demands respect in a way that none of the other women do yeah and she gets it and and Tom loves her and he's obsessed with her and they really seem to have like a friendship mm-hmm. on top of their romantic relationship and and it's not like we're just going through the motions of like heteronormative behavior by like getting engaged and getting married and well we're gonna have kids and blah 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 and like you know it's it's really I would like to see a lot more of that me too I wish, I, I bet there was more on that and they decided just not to show it because yeah. they film so many hours and they only use, you know, like, what, like three total. Right. So I bet, I bet that some of the other women apologized to Ariana for how they spoke about her on the show this season. They, I hope so. They needed to. Yeah. I don't think she would be in an okay place with many of them if they hadn't so yeah um then we get into the whole Jax and Brittany wedding montage oh god (laughs) this was it was just tough to relive Andy points out though and I didn't notice this there's a lot of trends that I didn't fully notice so like apparently Jax spirals at the end of every summer which coincides with the end of filming yeah yeah, and I, I once he said that I was like, "Wow, that's very interesting." Is like, he knows that he's going to have like a sharp decrease in intention attention on him, and he's like trying to ramp it up and get like soak up what's left. It, it's very telling of his behavior. I also wonder if his Adderall use like increases throughout filming. And then by the end, it's just completely out of control. Totally. I, I mean, first of all, who's giving him a script for Adderall? <laughs> well, That's I know what Kristen I has a prescription and she used to give it to Stasi. Mm-hmm. But they all abuse it. I mean, I think you can buy it from drug like people. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't think it's a hard drug to get. And I think they all no. have used it and used to abuse it a lot and I think some of them have stopped doing that and Jax I mean he he openly said on camera mm-hmm. that he you know during he goes through periods of time where he's much more calm and he's smoking weed and everyone seems to like him then and then he gains weight and then in order to lose it he goes on Adderall he has to yeah, yeah. and I think it's like the Adderall is you know like it's not great to like diagnose people with stuff but the Adderall is obviously aggravating what else is going on with his exactly brain (laughs) like what something there's a compounding factor going on and yeah I I I I just I did not like that I I loved where Jack said, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm working on myself, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm a work in progress. And Ariana just flips out and was like, I don't want to talk about this one more time, one more reunion. <laughs> like, this is going to be a 45-minute conversation when we've had, basically, at this point, hours. And the flashback of him literally every season reunion saying, I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. This, that, and the other. Like, the exact same thing. It was crazy to watch and and to see like also in tandem with that tom sandoval's reactions every season of like oh here we go again Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was so funny it was and when she did that dance where she's like Jax is bothered (laughs) (laughs) 
and and then he's he always does this thing where he's like none of you are perfect that's always his like go-to and she's like i know i'm garbage i'm a garbage person that's why i'm here and i'm ready to talk about it are you (laughs) yes thank you like now she said it I loved that. I, I mean, I love that she had probably gotten into the cocktails a little bit hard oh, at yeah. that point. <laughs> and she was just speaking her truth. I mean, nothing she said was incorrect. Exactly. She's very entertaining. I love her. She's, oh, yeah. Her and Tom are my fave. Tom Sandoval is mm. the person that I've said from the beginning that if I had to, like, actually be friends with any of these people, he's someone oh, I would yeah. have befriended. Oh, for sure. Like, he's somebody who, like, definitely remembers your birthday, mm-hmm. definitely, like, you know, texts you randomly and is like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, you know, he seems like a really good, and I've heard nothing but good things about him, like, consistently over the years. Like, he's always very friendly, always very kind, very open with people. He'll have a conversation. I've heard this about Schwartz, too, actually. I, yeah, um, I met Schwartz once, and he was very yeah, nice. Was, he, he was nice, Yeah. I, I've heard, never heard one bad thing about Tom Sandoval. Yeah, I just, I love also having friends that have like bizarre hobbies. Because mm-hmm. like you want someone in your like life that's a little different than you. Like, oh, you played the trumpet? Like, you're not great, yeah. but like, sure, awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, yeah, he, he seems like he would be a very fun guy to date where he's just like very attentive and also weird (laughs) yeah I think he's become a good guy to date I feel like when he was dating Kristen something was really off there and it was like the worst version of himself Mm -hmm. I agree so watching him date Ariana yes definitely but he hasn't been perfect and I think there was one scene that really oh I I know he I'm sure looking back is not happy with himself but when ariana it was her birthday and she tells him about her dad dying and how it's hard to celebrate her birthday around all of that and he wants to go to vegas and like wreck things with i don't even know like those big bulldozers But, but we're going to be playing in, in the dirt. She's like, this is the first anniversary of my father's death. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that was yeah. a wild, wild thing to say. So I, I bet he's someone who takes a note mm-hmm. and corrects. Yeah, for sure. Then we get into the Jack's apology situation where he does poor things and then apologizes for it. Mm-hmm. And Andy calls him out like, you know, we've seen you do this like a million times at the reunion and not mean it. And yeah. Jax, <laughs> this is so funny. He thinks everyone is like him and has the same thought patterns as he does. And he uh-huh. doesn't realize that something is different about him. So right. he says, have you ever apologized to people and not meant it? Like, did it just to get by? <laughs> and he's like, not really. <laughs> And he said it so flippantly, like, yeah, like, this is totally normal, right? Like, yeah, the fact that he, like, constantly tries to justify his behavior and, yeah, he just expects everybody to behave just like him is very telling. He needs serious help. He does. And they, they talk to him about that. The entire cast talks to him about it. I love this. I thought this was, like, a great intervention probably one of the best scenes of Vanderpump in years just of these people being so frustrated with his behavior I was like clapping cheering Stassi on which like I'm not want to do typically of saying like you've created an environment where like people don't want to come to you about things and they don't want to hurt Brittany because you're going to go after them and we as friends need to be able to be honest with you it was amazing. And Tom and Ariana cheering Stassi on mm-hmm. warmed my heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Andy asking Brittany if it's daunting knowing that she's always going to have to apologize for Jax for the rest of her life. And she was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then that's when he freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, no one on the show is perfect. Why are you picking on me? Like it just, he goes into victim mode. and Immediately. <sighs> And then it comes out. 
Well, Ariana tells him that he has to prioritize going to therapy. And it comes Mm -hmm. out that Lala says that Randall not only found him a therapist, but paid for a session and Jax didn't show up. Which really is very telling because if they had this like such a close relationship, then like what happened between jackson randall that he felt the need to like not only hook him up but pay for this what happened i don't know (laughs) i need to know i need receipts on that i want to know so badly and now with randall unfollowing jacks it's like i can't be associated with this act anymore yeah yeah not even worth it and and thank god because i've been wondering this whole time like Okay, I get why Jax wants to associate with Randall, but why is this happening the other way around? Like, what is Jax bringing to the table? (laughs) And turns out nothing. Turns out nothing. (laughs) Well, I truly believe Randall's a good guy who believes and fights for the underdog. Yeah, but like also the popular underdog. The popular hot underdog. (laughs) But I feel like he probably does these things without cameras and without super famous people. It's... You know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just my, like, what they want me to think of him. And so I'm taking on whatever they're projecting on the Mm -hmm. show. But he seems, I've been listening to him in Lala's podcast, and I find Lala infuriating. (laughs) But listening to him makes me be like, wow, he is really grounded. He's a nice person. He's thoughtful. You Mm. know, he seems to always be building people up. Always. Okay. I forgot that they had a podcast because that was at the time where I was like, oh, I I need to block this out for my own mental health. But I'll check that out. It's fascinating. Listen to the one that they do with James because he's asking James all these really interesting things about James' DJ career. And I know nothing about DJing or the lifestyle Mm -hmm. around it. Mm -hmm. But he asks a lot of really interesting questions about how James maintains his sobriety, what You know, I I don't know. He seems genuinely interested in having this relationship and knowing that he pushed Lala to rebuild her friendship with James. Like, I don't know. He just seems like a good dude. Interesting. Okay, we'll check that out. Now, I am not a fan of Lala at all. (laughs) Me either. I mean, the tides have really turned with me. Like, I used to love her when she came up. And now it's just like ugh. I think that's probably what's painting my my picture of Randall is that I just feel like she feels like because of her association with him that she's somehow better than everybody and yeah, more mature she's not. and more elevated and she's not like she's really trying to I was thinking about this the other day like it's like when a freshman dates a senior and now it's like all of her yes. other freshman friends are like too immature and she's like above it. And it's like, oh my God, your mom still drives you to school. Like, ugh, <laughs> I could never like, it, it's just very like, you're trying to be something yes. that you're not. Yes. <laughs> yes. She thinks she's special by proximity. Absolutely. And he doesn't act like he's special at all. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So. Who knows? But I feel like I've listened to enough of their podcasts because I'm fascinated by their relationship. It's yeah. so bizarre to me. Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> There's definitely kind of some father-daughter situation going on also, but she mm-hmm. truly seems to love him. Okay. Well, okay. You've convinced me. I'm this, in. Like, I'm in. I, I don't know. I feel like they have so much fun on the podcast, like making fun of each other, mm, that it okay. feels like they're friends. Well, that's nice. So, I mean, I it's don't really like want to see her on screen anymore, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> not going to go that far. For wishing the best for you and yours, Lala. Um, but I don't need to see any of it. Yeah. <laughs> so Jax continues his meltdown of, is it pick on us time? And then Brittany's like, all of our friends don't even love us. Oh, <laughs> and my She starts God. crying. She won't look in the camera because she's crying. And that's that's what really hurt me is like she doesn't even know how bad like you can make a lot of points that say like she chose this and she did like she did not have to marry him. She did not have to do any of this. But then I just think that like she just is not I mean, who who on this planet would be capable of having a relationship with Jax? Like, I think she's just so in over her head and it 
made me feel really bad when she said like oh you know you guys don't understand like I yell at him off camera I'm like you guys don't see it and and um you see Tom and Ariana get so like heated because they feel for her and they're trying to like get through to her of like this is not your responsibility because you're married to him like his mental issues go well beyond like your breadth of knowledge and like you don't have to do the stand by your man thing like he actually needs help he does <laughs> and it, it made me really really feel for them and it's uh-huh. interesting that so ariana calls britney out on her like you guys don't care about us thing and she's like no like britney like look at me mm-hmm. she's like don't act like we don't give a fuck about you. We do. We care so much. And we care about Jax. Like, that's why we're so frustrated and upset. Right. Which yeah. is really nice to hear because it, it'd be like, if he, they didn't care about Jax, why are they obsessed with talking about him? Right. And right. they do care. They want him to get better. Yeah, it's good that they can recognize that there's something going on beyond him just being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that there's really stuff that he needs to work on. And, and Ariana trying to say, like, I know we don't like each other, but, like, I really need you to try and get some help. And, like, he just completely blanks out and is, like, feels like he's being attacked. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, like he gets upset with Andy for bringing stuff up and he, and Andy's like, well, he, Jax claims that he doesn't watch a show, which like, do you believe? Cause I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I do believe he doesn't watch most of it. But yes, I, I, I will believe that under the guise of like, he doesn't want to see his behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I loved when Andy checked him and it was like, I only judge by what's on the show. So if you want to be upset with me, Maybe you should watch the show and see what everybody else is watching. That was really good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just interesting because he goes, he's like, I'm the best I've ever been. And everyone's like looking at, you know, the people who are (laughs) in view of each other, like Stassi and Bo look at each other. Katie and Schwartz look at each other. Ariana Mm -hmm. and Tom look at each other. Hell, Raquel and (laughs) James look at each other. You know, they're all like, uh, why does he do this? Yeah, it it was very, very telling. And I think it was maybe Stassi who said, like, you're an awful person. (laughs) Like, and this goes beyond the show. Like, this is real, real life. Like, cameras cameras down, mic packs off. Like, this is real life. You're actually being a monster. Yeah, but and I also thought it was very telling when they had that like group chat scene of the group text that they had. And yeah, Jax on it. like why is Jackson on the group text? I don't. Maybe I don't know. I there's a lot of things that he doesn't seem to be a part of. Yeah. Ooh, dark. It, yeah. Then next was actually one of my favorite scenes. Uh, it's not really a scene because <laughs> it was the reunion, but the whole thing about the psychic and um, Sheena getting the psychic for Dana as a gift mm-hmm. to communicate with her dead mother. And yeah. I really, this shows like Sheena's a good person because she said like it was selfish of me in that moment to assume that Dana would want the thing that I wanted. Yeah, I I thought that was really mature of her to say, like, I get it. I understand how that would have been overwhelming for you. And even though I was trying to do a good thing, like, I get how you would have thought otherwise. And, like, you wouldn't have wanted that in that moment. And I thought it, it was really cool of Dana to say, like, you know, I haven't felt whole since my mom died. And I've really had to, like, put on this front. And I don't know if I would be ready to even hear what the medium had to say, like, I thought that was really good of her. I really, really connected with her on that. I've also lost my mom who was my best friend. Mm -hmm. And she, when she said, I've never felt at home one minute since she stopped breathing that like, I let that like sit with me for a minute because that is the feeling you don't, even when you're at home, you're not at home. You're like haunted and mm-hmm. luckily, my relationship with my dad has only gotten better 
Yeah. Um, since it sounds like Dana's relationship with her father has not. And she even mentioned on a podcast I listened to that she, her dad started dating someone very soon after and oh. like kind of ignored her and her sister. And they tried to have a relationship with her dad and the new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, then he got remarried. And it was just like very quick and they kind of were thrown by the, the wayside. Um, at least uh, to her and her sister, that's how they, they felt. And I'm sure that there are other situations. And it sounds like she wanted and still maybe wants a relationship with her dad. Yeah. But, you know, I think she's been to a lot of therapy. And I think they probably told her to set up boundaries that are what she needs mm-hmm. in order to feel safe and that he doesn't respect those. So... Yeah. And, and I hated, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I lost my father and, and my relationship with my mom has only gotten closer. And yeah, like I totally, I, I empathize with her for not ha- having that with her dad. Yeah. And then the comparison between like Jax's mom and Dana's mom, I felt like, um, I, I don't know about this. <laughs> like I have just always felt like there's, Obviously, there's something that we don't know because we don't know anything of what happened between Jackson and his mom. But yeah, I just I I don't know. Something in my heart told me that that was not a fair comparison between what was Dana was going through with her dad and Jackson, his mother. I think so. She she talked. I think it was on Deanna Spears. You can't sit with me podcast where she had Dana on and Dana goes in detail about, you know, the whole experience and how she was really young and her and her sister were kind of on their own at a time where they weren't yet fully functioning adults. Yeah. You know, and it was really mm-hmm. difficult. With Jax, here's what I know. I know, and he said this on the show, that his mom planned on leaving his dad and then his dad got cancer. So that's what we know. I, okay. I've done a little <laughs> digging And Uh I don't know what's true, but it sounds like his dad cheated on his mom. His mom was going to leave the dad and then the dad got sick. And then apparently after he, they were obviously upset that they didn't have a chance to say goodbye, that she made it seem like he wasn't as bad as he was. That could have been due to his wishes. Probably he didn't want them to see him sick like that. My mom was very similar Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of hiding how bad things were. And then apparently, and I, this I don't believe necessarily, there was some financial fighting after he died over who was getting the insurance money and that Jax and his sister took it and didn't give it to the mom. And that just doesn't sound right because it's the next of kin that gets it, you know. Right. It, it, it's, yeah, so... I think Jax, maybe his dad was a really loving man who had some faults, like infidelity, just like Jax does. And maybe he identified more with his dad and he's mad that his mom was going to leave him anyhow and maybe thinks that he like let she let the dad die. I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. And I think he's not seeing it from her perspective of like, this man did me wrong and then he got sick and then I'm now taking care of him. And now, for whatever reason, neither of my children want to be in my life. Like, she's just lost so much. And it's all very complicated. And I wish that he would see it from her perspective. But, I mean, that would be asking too much of Jax Taylor. Also, apparently at his sister's wedding, after the dad died, Jax's mom pulled Brittany aside and told her that she's too good for Jax. Well... Which, I? <laughs> I mean, didn't Stassi also do that? <laughs> uh, I mean, no lies detected. So, oh, my her. gosh. Um, so then we get into the Lala talking shit about Tom and Ariana's house. And it wasn't Stassi, which was kind of just a funny scene in general. You know, of course, yeah, it was Lala. Yeah, I thought that was great. And I thought it was good of Lala to be like, did you really think that Stassi would say, like, whatever she said, like, I'm a grown ass woman. Or something <laughs> like that. Like, clearly, that was me. Like, 
And yeah, I loved Ariana being like, okay, so whatever I said to Stassi, I'm now pivoting it to Lala. So story over. <laughs> so funny. Um, then we have to relive the Brett, Max, Dana love triangle, which is just frustrating to try and talk through. Dana's clearly over both of them. And mm-hmm. it was interesting. She's like, this is what this experience has taught me is that like I'm over anyone that isn't going to make time and like prioritize me. I feel like Dana's yeah. got a good therapist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I wish she had come to that conclusion, at, you know, before they started dating again, she and Max. But, you know, what? sometimes we don't learn the lessons on time like we should. And as long as she's learned it now, then God bless her. But when they started dating again, they hadn't started this season showing it to the viewers. So I think also sure. watching back is an opportunity to learn also. Definitely. So. And, and I hope she did. And I hope nobody dates either Max or Brett for a good year after this so they can learn their lesson. <sighs> no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just can't with those two. But they're the worst. <laughs> I can't. The worst. Then we see Danica's fight with the Vegas Sheena. And everyone, again, piling on Danica for being too explosive, doing all the crap that Kristen used to do. (laughs) It's like... So funny. So funny. Danica really is reality TV gold, more than any of the other newcomers. Like... Truly. And I heard she got arrested at, like, either the... Yes, the the premiere premiere party. party. (laughs) Yeah. Like, get this woman... Get this woman a contract. Write her a contract right now. <laughs> she just put her on TV. She's good. <laughs> she is so funny. And it sounds like she's somewhat level-headed, but that when she drinks even one drink, she, uh-huh. like, really pops off. Yeah. So. Much like Leah of, of Real Housewives of New York. Yes. Yes. A real tinderbox. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Leah. Then we see James' apology to Randall, which is sweet. And um, I, okay, I was wondering if you heard this. I've heard many years back that in the last few years that James had done something that people said harmed the integrity of the show. Yeah. And that they all kind of covered up for the show, but they're all angry with him. And now they seem to have gotten over it now that he's sober. What could that be? So I have been wondering this myself because Kristen said like, oh, you should be in jail. Yes. Instead of on the show. Yes. And what I think might be the most likely thing is that somebody posted um, an excerpt from Kristen's book where she talks about basically all her lovers and it's kind of in that very like it's in a it's in like a straight timeline so if you just match up the guys to like who she dated then this would be it so the one that was like clearly about james um basically said that like his drinking got so bad to one point where he got physical with her Mm -hmm. and that he was like punching walls pushing her Um, I don't think she said he hit her, but he definitely like put his hands on her in some regard. Um, so I think that must be what it is. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he's also frustrated with Kristen still because she published the book. Yeah. And and it made more sense because I thought it was ridiculous. And she was like, can you imagine how it felt for me to watch you treat Raquel like that? And I'm like, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but it's not once you paint the picture of like, I saw you do the same things that you did to me, to her. Yeah. So yeah. that's my best guess. Interesting. Okay. Th- that makes so much sense. I feel like so many questions have been answered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he's probably apologized to her also, but I think he still needs to work on that. As part of his sobriety. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Then they talk about Kristen missing Katie and Stassi. And I feel like they all do sort of miss each other and are really happy Kristen's in a potentially better relationship. Yeah, I I do too. I think, uh, like I said before, like I think if Stassi had not gone so hard on Katie or Kristen, Mm -hmm. Katie probably wouldn't have 
been so tough on her either. Um, yeah, it, I got that feeling too, that they all kind of like missed each other. They all were like recognizing their parts in the demise of their friendship. And, you know, it seems like, you know, getting kicked off the show was probably something that brought Kristen and Saucy together, even temporarily. Yeah. They can, you know, through work a publicist. On yeah. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe that will bring them together. I, you know, I think in terms of their arguments, like they've always been temporary. And there's never been like something so big and insurmountable that they couldn't like get over it eventually. Um, I think it's just like an ego thing. You know, it's like nobody wants to be the first person to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Lisa said that she hopes that the pandemic will make them all realize that they should work through their friendships. And you can see like Katie and Stassi and Kristen kind of agreeing and then mm-hmm. it goes to Tom and Jax. And it's yeah. clear that Tom is in a better place without Jax in his life. A hundred percent. You know? And um, then Brittany says, well, I think if you just had Jax and Tom alone, they could actually like work through stuff. And Jax whispers under his breath to her, don't contradict me like that. Oh, I hated that. Oh, my God. I just got chills. I, <laughs> I stopped taking notes. I was like, I'm done with this man. He is so... Oh, infuriating. He's so horrible to the people he cares about. And then he plays the victim anytime you try and have any accountability. Yeah. And and the way her face just kind of fell, she didn't even look him in the eye when he said it. And it just so it was so telling and just so awful. Awful. Oh, he's <sighs> a terrible man. I mean, it was nice to sort of end the show with Ken coming into the picture frame, Brock, <laughs> Sheena's new boyfriend, and Randall. Yeah. And everyone, you know, was like, Randall, like, I think he's just like a good dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody seems to like him. He's like Norm from Cheers. Everybody. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> is sort of the energy I feel like he brings. Yeah. Ken, you know, proof he's alive, because I wonder that. Yes. <laughs> regularly uh, yeah yeah i mean it, it was a, a good decent ending people have very conflicted feelings about brock i don't listen to sheena's podcast but i've heard that he comes off as like really obnoxious and overbearing interesting i feel like she would like that oh 100 yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that seems to that seems to track yeah <laughs> Uh, so as, very good. As I'll... long as she's happy, I hope she doesn't lower her standards so much from all the other bad people she's been with that she's willing to tolerate something that she's not okay with. Yeah, and I also think like <clears throat> you know, Sheena's Sheena. She is Sheena Marie, and I wouldn't expect her to be with like a like you know like a stiff thai businessman who was like overly mature like she likes that kind of like big bombastic personality like kind of like that guy sort of like takes over a room with his conversations and like i i think that's her vibe like it's not my type at all but i recognize that it's hers yeah as long as she's happy she seems to have found a self-confidence that i haven't Mm -hmm. seen in a while yeah I, I agree. And I think she just wants somebody to just be crazy about her. And I, I assume that that's what she gets from him. Yeah, he seems into her. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's very into like doing, um, you know, planks together and lifting her up with his big tree trunk arms. So <laughs> I'm happy for him. <laughs> Listen, if Ariana approves, I approve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with like everything on Bravo. I'm like, if Ariana gets a stamp of approval on this, then it is good by me. Exactly. She's spent years trying to like educate the others about just basic social awareness. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Like the most basic of things. God bless her. She's doing a lot of heavy lifting here. She is. I really appreciate her. And I hope that we still get some sort of ability to see her and Tom on our screen. 
Yeah, they they deserve at least one more year's worth of Bravo checks. Exactly. I really think so. And I don't want just because all the others poor behavior for them to be screwed. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's like a lot of my reasoning of like, I don't want it to the show to end so abruptly is that, yeah, they deserve to not be punished for other people's bad deeds. And Raquel. (laughs) And Raquel. I mean, I would just I would watch like a web webisode, like a web series with Raquel, like just just sitting in a room, just sharing her thoughts about whatever's going on. Oh, I, you know, it's so funny how Stassi was like, Raquel is queen, you know, and it's, it's like, why are you, why were you mean to her for so long? Right. She's just like a, she's like a sweet, innocent angel who like doesn't know her times tables. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I don't don't need more. (laughs) Uh, Well, where can everyone find your podcast? Um, you can find it anywhere you listen. It's called Everyone's Business But Mine. And you can follow me on Instagram with the same name, Everyone's Business But Mine. And yeah, I, I'm out here. I'm, awesome. I'm out here Thank you <laughs> so much so for recapping. Oh, no, this was like a treat. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my God. Huge fan. Everyone subscribe and give her five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care, Kara. Thank you. Bye.